0: Welcome to the Weekend Booktopia. I'm Mark Harding, Content and Brand Manager for Booktopia, and this is a podcast about the books that we're reading. Joining me today are Olivia Freco, Senior Content Producer. Hello, Olivia. Hi. Uh, And we're also joined by Campaign Coordinator, Ashley Berry. Hi, Ash.
1: Hey.
0: And we are also joined by Executive Assistant to the CEO, Zia Carews. Hello, Zia. Hello. So, first, we're going to discuss a little bit of book news, then we'll delve into the books that everybody is up to at the moment, and be sure to stick around until the end of the show, when my guests will go head-to-head in a book quiz battle for book quiz trivia knowledge supremacy that we like to call Book Fight. And Zia is defending her title today, because she was the first person to win solo, and so the pressure is on. Bring it. Excellent. All right, so (laughs) book news. Biggest news to come out of the book world this week is undoubtedly uh, the Booker Prize longlist uh, has been announced, was announced on Tuesday. So I thought we could go around and see what, if anything, we've read off the longlist. First up, um, why don't we start with you, Liz? What have you read?
1: Um, Honestly, not a lot. I'm very ashamed of myself. Um, mostly because I thought that other books would get onto the, the longlist, and I was mistaken. I've talked about this enough, so I'm not going to go into it. But I've read Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reid um really loved that book um ben joe and i were talking about it in our booker prize podcast from yesterday i think it was um it's like quite a commercial pick for the book a long list but it's excellent so i'm really happy to see that one on there um i have not yet read the mirror and the light because i also haven't read bring up the bodies um but i will be reading it at some point um and I also have "How Much of These Hills Is Gold" by C. Pam Zhang on my list to read. Um, it's really interesting on this Yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah, I read, I read um, "How Much of These Hills Is Gold," and I absolutely adored that novel. But that's the only one off the list that I've that I've actually gotten to. Um, what about you, Ash? Have you read anything?
2: Uh, no. So I'm at zero from the list. I have um, behind me a few to be read piles, which has such a fun age on it, and um, "Wolf Hall. So that one's been staring me down. Yeah, I I really think I would. It's just my pile is multiplying, it seems, daily now. So I think luckily with its inclusion on this list, it's really bumped it up. Um, Same with the Wolf Hall trilogy. I know that's something I would love as well. Um, But, yeah, uh, unfortunately nothing from the list. But I also see it as a positive, you know. Now I've got... 10 new titles I can explore.
0: What about you, Zia? Have you um, gotten anything off
3: the list? All right. I'm going to be honest because this is a safe and open space. I didn't know what that prize was until I Googled it today. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I went and looked at every single book on that list and I was like, oh, this is my new love. Um a look at the, the 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 content of the of the book subject matter. A lot of them really are up my alley. I'm very into. Um, so I'm a political science major in uh, you know international relations. That's my sort of passion and love from a very young age until I suddenly got a real job. And uh, <laughs> I, I I will admit that for, there's like five on this four books I've written down that I'm just added to my wish list. And the top of it is probably I can't even pronounce it a paragon paragon. In yeah. There you go. So mm-hmm. it's it's it, that is a topic dear to my heart. I I am Middle Eastern. I come from the Middle East and I lived there during the Civil War. And I have read a few books and I'm I'm really really excited to read this because I think it's something like The Lemon Tree. So I'm I'm thinking it's a bit like that and uh, probably an amalgamation with a little bit of like Robert Fisk, Pity the Nation type, um, which both books I just love and once upon a time in Beirut and they're really up my alley so this is sort of like yep this is the top and the other one is probably the more uh, is it the mournable the mournable body Mm. um just perspective um Africa is such a like it's like a not many people not many of us have been there, you know you know uh, and uh, when we see perspective and stories from there, I think uh, for, to me it's absolutely um, amazing and I love to see the true, you know, not like hey, African Safari or oh my God, poverty and d- death and flies and all that kind of stuff. Just uh, real people, real stories in that in, in that part of the world is just fascinating to me. One yeah. of the ones that I don't think I would love to read, but I don't think I could. Shaggy Bain. I read the description and I was like, no. It's very Frank McCourt, you know, very Billy Elliot kind of sounding and it would just break my heart. I, I need to be in a good space to read that, I think, because it would just break me, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's me. Those are the, my four, like, yes, wish
0: list. What about you, Ash? Is there anything um, that kind of stands out to you from the nominees that you definitely want to jump into in the in the short term?
1: Um, sorry, you go.
2: <laughs> me? <laughs> no, um, I was just going to say... Yeah, probably similarly. I haven't done as much of a deep dive into the list, but I'm, I'm pretty open to most genres. So I I think what I just tend to do is add them all to my wish list. And when I finally, you know, you go through moods and what I feel like one day I know I'll see it and just really want to read it. So, I mean, that's kind of, it's a, it's a must-read list for me.
0: So you add them um, all to your wish list, and then when the short really list is enough, you get rid of half.
2: I blindly just... Believe you know that that Booker Prize long list. I trust in it, so uh, I think yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna add away, and then you know my twice a week scrolls from my wish list. Every now and then, I feel like in a different mood for something, and then I just
0: get it. So that's what I'm banking on. Um, what about you, Liv?
1: Um, I kind of want to dive into Real Life by Brandon Taylor. Um, I'm a sucker for a campus novel. Um, I guess I'm searching for something to fill the void that the secret history never did. Sorry. Um, so, but I don't know. I find campus novels interesting and they're an in, they're like a really great backdrop for all kinds of plots to deal with um, trauma and like discovery, self-discovery, but also knowledge. And I don't know, I'm not explaining it very well, but just that was the one that's jumping out to me. And also kind of um, the one that I'm I've been looking at like, I keep flicking back to it over the last The New Wilderness.
3: Few games. The New Wilderness. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, that's on mine <laughs> too. Yeah.
1: They're just like, mm, that one looks cool. Mm. That one looks really cool. And then it, it's one of those, um, like, they don't want to say climate fiction, but it's, um, it, it's set kind of the overdeveloped, overpopulated metropolis. Um,
3: it gave me an Huxley Brave New World feel. Yeah. Chrysalids, you know, uh, Lord of the Flies. I don't know, that's the what I got. And I,
1: I was ooh, these are good. It's got a fantastic cover as well.
3: Mm, it really that does. That one's just jumped up.
0: Here. <laughs> here's, here's, here's a question. Top of the list. Do you think that, that anybody got um, snubbed?
1: Yes. You know hey. I'm going to answer this, Mark. you hey. ask this question just to bait me. Hey. Basically, I'm devastated that Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell didn't make it on the list. That looks beautiful. I'm not gonna say anything else about it. I'm just gonna like curl up into my jumper and yell.
3: <laughs>
1: anyway. Do you know would
3: you would you would you have any idea why you think they were stumped or? Um, well apparently
1: publishers only get it depends how many times you've had a book shortlisted or one in the past, but each publisher only gets only gets about one or two slots. Um okay. And the publisher of that is Tinder Press. And I have a feeling they may have submitted something else. They may not even have submitted Hamnet.
0: Are you saying that Tinder Press, uh, Tinder press swipes left instead of.
3: Mark, no.
0: Self, self high five for that.
3: No. <laughs> I'll, I'll high five you, Mark. That was gold. I, I like him. I'm so bad. <laughs> Don't encourage him.
0: Okay. No, that was pretty good. And, and la- last question on the book before we move on. Um, Predictions. Uh, does Hilary Mantel, uh, obviously, we can call her by her full name, which is hilarious mantelpiece. Um, <laughs> does, does Hilary does Hillary Mantel have it in the bag?
2: I hope so. Just I'd for like it. harmony. Did the other two were Booker winners, weren't they? Hoof right, four and one, yeah. 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 So I think oh, I just going. need I need the last one to win, just to have that little trilogy as a. Booker
3: Prize one. Do you know what that feels like, though. It's like being nominated for fourteen Academy Awards and not winning Best Picture, like Avatar. They won every <laughs> single other category except for Best Picture. It was kind of a letdown. Whereas ex-wife won it. The Hurt Locker, great movie, but I think you're right, Ash. It would need to be like a nice bow. You know, Hollywood sort of big finale, big three. Tell you it yeah. really would be like
0: a. It. So it, I'm not even
1: even enter
0: into this every year
1: and just like <laughs> this. Before, No, it's not even shortlisted.
0: (laughs) Can you imagine going over to her house if she doesn't win and then she's like, these are my two awards that I won for my Uh three about Thomas Cromwell? That really would be a hilarious (laughs) (laughs) mantelpiece. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Moving off of the Booker Prize to um, some news that broke today. Um, Matthew McConaughey, the world famous actor, has um, announced uh his new book uh called green lights and i thought what we could do is um just to give you a flavor of what it's about we've got a special guest who's going to come in and read the statement that matthew mcconaughey made and so please give a warm weekend book you welcome to, to matthew mcconaughey what
1: <laughs> hey matt
0: all right all right all right ever since i learned to write i've been keeping a journal writing down anything that turned me, off, turned me off, made me laugh, made me cry, and questioned what kept me up at night. Two years ago, I worked up the courage to take all those journals off into solitary confinement just to see what I had, and I returned with a book. I call it a green light because it's a story about how I have, and we all can catch more of them in this life we're living. We don't like the red and yellow lights because they take up our time. When we realize that they all eventually turn green, that's when they reveal their rhyme. That's when life's a poem and we start getting what we want and what we need at the same time. And I call that the honey hole. A little place called heaven on earth. Wow, okay. oh, thanks Mark, for coming in. <laughs> that was great. Right.
1: Okay, look, look, I'm interested. Aged. That prematurely aged me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> him. He's not any of your boss.
0: Sorry, everyone. Matthew Matthew McConaughey's new book, Green Lights. He's just come in and given you the pitch for for what it's Mm -hmm. about. Um, What what are we what are we expecting from this? I don't
1: know. It's
3: probably going to be amazing. I think it'll be like a psychedelic trip down Mm -hmm. poetry lane, where like that movie I was telling you guys about. Have you guys watched The Beach Bum on Netflix? No. No can i say netflix anyway so it's basically matthew mcconaughey uh living a life of a poet i don't know if it's real or fiction i'm not into poetry and he's basically isla fisher is in it snoop Dogg, jimmy buffett jonah hill um i'm trying to think is like all-star cast right weird movie and it's about this poet who is absolutely brilliant and says but he lives this life of weird excess down in the Florida Keys bizarre it is the weirdest life and you just basically this is you (laughs) Um, you go to bed after watching the movie you wake up and you're like that actually wasn't that bad but it was really bad but I kind of liked it it really he he embodies that character of that really weird poetic um sort of weird but enlightening kind of dude so, I'm kind of excited to read that book, to be honest. Sorry, Lee. If it's anything like that,
1: <laughs> go for it.
0: It probably, that role doesn't. My
1: like, contempt is for me alone. If you want to read that book, go for it. <laughs> I'm
0: yeah, I'm, books, I'm.
1: it's always too short to shame people
3: for the books they read. I really hope I'm yeah. your Chris Kringle this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, th- this book, the, the way that he describes it, it really sounds like. Rather than being, you know, about his, his career, it's more his his teachings, I guess.
2: Exactly. Life reflections.
0: <laughs> and, like, he's been keeping a, a journal since he learned to write, which would mean he's been keeping journals since he was very, very young, unless he came to writing later in life. Well, and he
3: did say it's 50 years of his life.
0: 50. So. Oh, amazing. Geez. He's Ash. actually.
3: <laughs> I, I love him. Oh I actually like him. I think he's very likeable and just weird. But he's likeable and I'd be interested. Well, I, I'd pick it up, I reckon. I don't, I, I,
0: know he it. Called it, I don't know why he called it green lights because um, in his statement he said the phrase honey hole and I think that would be an incredible title.
3: I don't want to know. I don't want to read about any of Matthew McConaughey's money. Honey holes. That sounds, holes. Yeah.
1: That sounds like something <laughs> out of the Hillary Clinton fan fiction novel
3: hey. Hillary Clinton and Honeybot you know you know in one sentence
2: that's on Sorry. my uh, to be out file.
1: the phrase <laughs> bill clinton uses the phrase honeypot in relation to Ooh. Hillary Clinton, so i'm just going to leave um, you yeah we live. okay <laughs> i was Which, going what, to roll, what
3: book is this Liv? <laughs> I, I think
1: i don't want to be on i don't want it on record of me trashing it Curtis Sittenfeld novel, but it's Rodham by Curtis Sittenfeld. That's actually on my really list. I it. it's is great. I just can't bring myself oh. to do it.
3: We talked about this one. I think I can't remember who. Was it you, Ash, that mentioned it on the last one? Or was it?
0: Yes. I can't remember. Um, I read it in the last one we did.
1: I don't that's want right. Do you derail this conversation anymore?
0: All right. Sorry. Yep. Let, let, let's move on. Um, so what, what are you guys reading at the moment? Um, yeah, let's turn to you first. What, what are you reading? Is it me? I said Zia. Oh,
3: oh yes. Hello. Zia kind of same. Okay. I know I've enlightened you guys with my uh, really deep dive into the Booker Prize list and, uh, you know, uh, talking all other titles. I'm reading not, look, I think they're good, but I'm going through this phase at the moment of self-development and I have was gifted um, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown mm. and I am reading that because it sort of ties in with the course I'm doing um, as well. And she's she's brilliant, and and just the the, you know you you read you read a lot of um, leadership books, and you know a lot of them written by men. You know, um, it, in the last god knows how long, and it's very, they're very pragmatic. They're very like step one, step two, step three, the leadership, and blah blah blah. But she really focuses on vulnerability and actually um, not seeing that as a negative thing, and actually being vulnerable and to becoming, and also to building yourself to being a great leader and also being a, the best leader you can be uh, while, you know, embracing all your humanity. That's where I'm getting the vibe. And um, I'm also reading the Fast 800, which is, it's a diet book, really, another one. And um, I think I can do this one. Couldn't do all the other ones that I've bought, but I think I can do this one. So I'm uh, reading those ones. not very
0: well, interesting. We we chatted to um, Dr. Michael Mosley on our Facebook Live a couple of, well, last month, was it? Um, about he's, he's, he's the past 800 author and he's written a new book yeah. about the um, coronavirus. Um, we had a really good chat to him about that, that people can check out if they go to our Facebook page.
3: Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, but look, it's a good book like, uh, and it's easy to read. It's not very scientific, like a lot of those books, you know, the hardcover books where you're like, this is how your liver functions and it tells you all this. You're like, dude, I just want to, you know, I don't want to lose weight and live a healthy lifestyle without, you know, going too hard into the science. I think he does that really well and explains mm-hmm. it. Um And uh, now I have another list of books. So I just got to finish these two and buy these ones.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Zia. Um, What about you, Ash? What are you you reading at the moment?
2: Uh, Yeah. So the book I'm currently reading is called Why Visit America um, by Matthew Baker. So it's it's a short story collection, but it's pretty much described as Black Mirror meets Stranger Things. Um, Now... Don't punish me, I haven't seen Stranger Things, but it's, it's definitely living up to the Black Mirror side of it. So it's, um, yeah, like I said, short stories of an America riddled with modern-day dilemma, but with just something slightly off, you know, like a bit of tech we've never heard of before or like a social custom that's completely alien to us. So um, I'm really enjoying it. The description is billing it as kind of a guidebook of sorts.
0: That sounds uh, amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, Shanu gave it to me um, saying she thought I'd enjoy it and so far so good. Uh, I'm four stories in, so I can attest to its kind of, well, it says that it's parallel universes that are creating, what is it, a composite portrait of our true nature and a dark reflection of the world we live in. So, yeah, it's, it's big on, uh, you know, like shining a light on, human nature current society um and it's just something to consider my method when i read short story books is i kind of like read one story come back in about 24 hours read another one and that's never been more applicable than with this book i like i find myself needing that time to consider each story so i've i've written a quick summary of two of the stories if you guys want a, a quick glimpse at what i'm talking about yeah Uh, So one of the stories, so like I said, I'm only four in, but so far, so good. Uh, So one story, it's set where the world population is 11 billion people. Uh, So currently we're at seven, 7.8, something like that. Uh, But there's this thing called rights. So the concept is that when you reach 70 years of age, you're expected to perform a rights, which is it's a social expectation, but not a law. So what it essentially is, is voluntary euthanasia, but it becomes like a family celebration, celebrating the life, but the purpose is to ease the burden on society, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So that's um, a really interesting, like it's quite a deep dive into thought process. It's about someone who chooses not to go ahead with their rights at that age and the family's backlash, society's backlash on this person. So I found that a really interesting looking at today, like they mention um, back when, but obviously current day, like nursing homes and aged care homes and that kind of burden, as it keeps calling it in the story on society and Mm -hmm. it quite tries to shame this person. So that's one um, kind of story it goes into. And another story, it's about um, a transition operation from body to data. So um, it's kind of, It's about the mind being converted to digital data. So the the person in the story just has never felt at one with their body, um, feeling disconnected. You know, they don't like showering, eating, needing to fuel it, needing to commute around, having to lug this physicalness around. They just want uh, the ability to read and to think and to communicate. So all their life they've only found that happiness there. So there's now this technology that converts your body to like a computer system and then you become online.
1: Mm.
2: So it's, it's kind of, the story is less about the process and more about the family coping with this person in their family's decision to go through with this procedure. So I, I found that a really um, interesting blend of current uh, topics in society and the impact that the online has and technology has on us.
0: So, I, I, I know, none of that. Can, I'm definitely gonna get a copy that sounds so interesting
3: Ash, I could can you send me more. the can you send me the title I'll send you the link it's called yeah why why visit America
0: but we'll put, yeah we'll uh, a link in the in the show notes for this yeah
2: cool. um but yeah I think to sum it up I'd say expect strange i've I've had a quick look at other people's thoughts on it and the first story does start really normal I read it and I was like oh okay if this is the vibe fair enough, but then it just got strange. Um, so from what I've read, it just gets stranger and stranger. And personally, like I said, I love that Black Mirror concept of like subtle things just a bit miss. Um, but, yeah, and also expect to kind of think, you know, just reflect on society
0: today. That that second story um, sounds like, it, it reminds me of a couple of things that I've read, but there was there was a book that I read a few years ago. I think it was a by, uh, by Peter F. Hamilton, um, and in that um uh the idea was that you're constantly backing your brain up into like the cloud essentially Mm -hmm. and then when your body dies um what happens is your family clones a new one and then you get downloaded back into like the new brain and you continue living your life um but i think in that book if i'm not mistaken one of the issues was that people who had had that happen a lot they kind of live these very online lives when they're disconnected from from the body and so you know like after a while, people stop wanting to come back because they just want to like exist as pure information in the in in the cloud. That was really interesting. interesting.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: That could actually be a spoiler for that book, so I won't say I won't say the title. Also, because oh, well, talk it. to me. So <laughs> excellent. That's cool. Have you been reading anything else?
2: Um, yeah, I feel like I'm always reading things. Another book, maybe that's a different vibe. Is I recently read uh, *Sex and Vanity* so I I wrote a review on that too for us but it's it's kind of the complete opposite it's um by Kevin Kwan who wrote Crazy Rich Asians so it's just a really a fun kind of romp in Italy and America um New York of just you know the extravagance the rich the the kind of that opulent life and yeah, it could not be more opposite than a gritty kind of near future dystopian reality. Um, but I enjoyed it. Unfortunately, I haven't read the Crazy Rich Asian Trilogy. I saw the movie, which was brilliant, um, and it inspired me to want to read this book. And yeah, I devoured it um and absolutely loved it.
0: Excellent. I've not read I, I've not read Crazy Rich Asians or seen the film, but um What? Yeah, I know. Right. Right? So
3: good. Yeah, it's a bit bit of a chick flick, though. Like, it's good. It's too much. Look, some people, some, some. I'm, I'm not saying that in a in a misogynistic way. I'm just saying it like some, like it has that chick flick vibe, and some people don't like that. even chick some heavy on the romance, Uh, very heavy on the romance. You know, it remakes Elvis's um the the soundtrack, and you know um, uh, fools rush in. Really Mm -hmm. good remake of that, by the way. And it's yeah, it's very. (laughs) rom call it's great I, though I watch it. what is it oh what the comedian I'm not oh um where she's like oh my god you know um
1: oh oh what's her name she was in oceans eight A- asian El ellen Cofina? yes yeah. El Cofina, yeah yeah
3: that's it yeah she's so good she's, so good. she's really she's funny really... in that
1: though.
3: yeah
0: yeah all right excellent um liv what have you been reading
1: Okay, um, so the first time I came on the weekend Booktopian, I absolutely butchered a description of Gideon the Night by Tamsin Muir. I just, that book is so weird that I don't quite know how to describe it. Um, but I finished it recently and went and begged Pan Macmillan for an advanced copy of Harrow the Night, which is the sequel. Um, and I'm even more obsessed. Um, so I feel really bad about how much badly I butchered talking about that book so if any Gideon fans listening I'm very sorry but basically I I think I described it as like Knives Out meets Ninth House by Leigh Bardugo or The Magicians like it's like it was this haunted house mystery and like characters kept getting bumped off but they're all competing to become like the ultimate necromancers and it's really cool and Harrow the Ninth kind of takes up with a character from the first book um She's kind of succeeded in a lot of ways but lost everything in ver- another real sense. And the way that this book's written is really interesting. It's kind of, I don't want it to say, because it might spoil the first book, but, like, the author, and Weird does some really interesting things with perspective, and you can tell that something's, like, not quite right with the character. Um, and I just also love that the character Harrow is, like, I don't know if you can see. She's totally evil and miserable, and naturally I love her. Um, So I'm really happy that we are getting her perspective this time around. Um, Yeah, I can't say anything without spoiling the first one, if you haven't, but if you like sci-fi or fantasy or, like, space operas even, like, this series is a combination of all of them. It's really cool. Um, So, yeah.
0: I don't know how you mangled the pitch for it first time around because all you have to say for that book is lesbian necromancers in a haunted house in space, like that's <laughs> that, that's all you that that's all you
1: need. It's also just really funny. Well, the second um, Harry the Ninth isn't as funny because it's from a different character's perspective, but like there's still moments of like laugh out loud humor. It's really funny, but also really gory, <laughs> like which I don't normally read, but. It, she does not hold back on descriptions of blood and guts, which is kind of cool if you don't really <laughs> follow is it. That, yeah, I'm
0: intrigued. Is, is, it, is it set to be a trilogy or like? Or not yeah. So the
1: third book is going to be called Electo the Ninth. Haven't met anyone called Electo yet, so I'm holding out to see who the third book's going to be about. And but yeah, I'm hooked on this. It's really cool.
0: And when's it coming out?
1: August fourth, so oh, in a couple of days.
0: That's really soon. Yeah. Exciting. Have you been reading anything else?
1: Um. Yes. I a few weeks ago I picked up Olive by Emma Gannon. Was really enjoying it, and then had to put it down to read a couple of other work-related things because I thought this was coming out earlier than it was. Um, basically, this is like a very Marion Keyes-esque um, Nina Stibb um, story about a young woman in her thirties. I think. Um, as she's trying to figure out whether or not she wants kids. And she lives in London? London? Yes. Um, Emma Gannon is like a blogger. She's really cool. I've come across her online before, and I just thought she seems really awesome. Um, And she's written a book that's actually a lot of fun. So if you are a fan of Marion Keys or Nina Stibb, like I said, you will love this. Um, So that's Olive.
0: Awesome. Those are some great recommendations, guys. Thank you so much. So now we've come to the point <laughs> of the show where Zia has to defend her title, Crack, crack Your Knuckles. <laughs> it's time. It's time for Book Fight. Nick will insert some sound effects here. Um, <laughs> so I have my very scientific um, method of, of scoring, which is writing it down on a piece of paper.
3: Just um, give it to Liv. She's going to win. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm going to go to
1: pieces, but I'm also going to be very competitive. <laughs> put
0: that out there all oh. right um okay so like we've got two options for book fight i mean matthew mcconaughey could come back and host or not okay i think that i think that should that is a, a no should remain a no okay so <laughs> book fight question one name as many books as you can no. From the oh wait, we haven't done the thing yet. You got to tell yeah. me the word that you're gonna buzz in with. Sorry, okay. Matthew McConaughey distracted me. It's not, it's not. often you get like an A-list, A-list celebrity visiting your house.
3: Totally understand.
0: All right, Liv. Um, what 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 word will you buzz in with?
3: Uh, Bing.
1: All right, uh, Ash. Um,
3: lamp.
0: <laughs> Do you really love the lamp?
3: <laughs> I love lamp.
0: <laughs> um and zia
3: i'm just gonna say oh because that's how i always answer oh like that
0: that's good strategy all right so question one name as many books as you can from the 2020 booker prize long list
1: oh <laughs> oh no um the shadow um, yeah. king yep was it me the shadow king um epiragon do i have to have authors?
0: No, no, just, just.
1: No. <laughs> um, oh, now you're showing off. Such a fun age. Um, real life. Uh, the mirror in the light. Um, um, um. Oh God. This mournable body. Um, how much of these hills is gold? Um, um. Oh God. The new wilderness. Did I say that? Not yet. Not yet. The new wilderness. Um, there's thirteen of the month. Mm. Oh. Oh, have... oh um love and other experiments and other... Exper... yeah so love and other thought experiments yeah you
3: gotta get the point to and can i get, uh, to do the other one the last one yeah go for it Shuggy bane, Shuggy bane.
1: <laughs> it's a great name
2: all right so
0: right. so liv you got nine and zia you got one that's
2: a rough start
0: um okay cool did did anybody actually say mirror in the light i was just tallying Yeah. Yeah. okay Okay. now the next question is um the opening line to a novel now this week I, i often ask one of these questions and it's often a famous line now this week it's a bit different this week the line itself isn't famous but the book is hugely famous and there is a clue as to the title in the line that i'm about to read you if that makes sense Okay. In later years, holding forth to an interviewer or to an audience of ageing fans at a comic book convention, Sam Clay liked to declare, apropos of his and Joe Cavallia's greatest think- creation, Liv?
1: It's Michael Chabon. It's The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay.
0: Yay! Which is also like one of my favourite books. So.
1: It's a beautiful book. I love that book.
0: It's gorgeous. And, I, and like, I have it right here, which is why I was excited
1: about it. Oh, that's the version I have.
0: Yeah, this is like my favorite book. I traveled around Europe with this, and like I read it constantly. and I loved it. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> cool. Well, that that was good. Well done. All right. The next one is also a bit of a. This is a bit of a live question. Oh, if if you don't get this live, I'm <clears> going to be disappointed in you as a person. <laughs> Not to put too much pressure. And on
3: then it. straight away, Ash will win out of default because you need <laughs> to because it's rigged and Ash deserves to win if you don't
2: get yeah. this live. whoever gets mm-hmm. zero points wins.
0: Right. Acton Bell, Cara Bell, and Ellis Bing. Bell. Uh, yeah.
1: They are the pseudonyms of the Bronte sisters, Charlotte, Emily, and Anne.
0: Very good.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
0: All right. The next one is the opposite of a live question. so
3: It's a Matthew McConaughey movie question.
0: probably <laughs> well, closer to a Matthew McConaughey movie than, than in, uh, in, in book form. So, uh, The Two Lost Mountains by Matthew Riley is out in October. What number installment of the Jack West Jr. books is it? And bonus points if you can name the first novel in the series. So these Jack West Jr. books, every every book starts with a number and they count down. So what was the first what was the first number? And you, then you'll be able to work out what installment this one is. Bing. Okay.
1: It's number six.
0: Very good.
1: Um, and the first book. Oh, God. The Seven Lost Kingdoms. No. No. Nah. No, it's not that.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know this is the first book.
0: It's Seven Ancient Wonders.
1: Oh, whatever. <laughs> <Where was>
0: <laughs> <that>? <laughs> but, yeah, very good. That um, uh, uh, Two Lost Mountains is book six in, in that series. It just means
1: that... I can count. It's not that yeah. impressive.
0: Okay. <laughs> Next question. In 2019, George R.R. R. Martin said that if he hadn't finished The Winds of Winter by June 29, 2020, which was Wednesday, then what could his fans do to him? Bing. Live. Oh, my God.
1: Imprison him or something?
0: Yeah. Wow. I read
1: this literally this morning.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh. He said that they could imprison him in a small cabin on White Island overlooking that lake of sulfuric acid until he's done.
1: Okay, I didn't know that bit.
0: <laughs> That's a point for you. Um, you. You're you're killing it. You could be setting a record here, with.
1: I'm embarrassed. Can we now. actually come back
2: from this?
0: Um, <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. There's a question at the end where you can't come back, but you won't. Okay. <laughs> I
2: don't know why I asked. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sad What Lady is the title of a new motherhood memoir by Ash Davenport. Bing. Live sad mum lady very good <laughs> okay we're about to hit the final question now this is a question where you can win as many points as you want like if you if you get enough answers right so just to give a score check um defending champion Zia is on one point <laughs> uber competitive olivia is on 14 points and ash is on well let's not let's not talk about that
1: um, I'm not I'm proud of myself. I'm just, why am I like this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so this question Name as many books as you can that begin with the letter A. So if you jump in and you can name 15 books, oh, yep. does the word oh,
3: A yeah. count? Well, a paragon. Yep. <laughs> that's number one. Uh, I'm like sitting here. Um, yep, yeah, that's. Uh, Hmm. Ashes, Angela's ashes.
0: Yep.
3: Um. Uh, a brave new world.
0: Is that called a brave new world, or is it just called brave new world? It's
3: called brave. Probably new world. just brave new world. What? And it's 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 without the a. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Look at my bookshelves. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's cheating. That's cheating. Um, atomic habits. Yeah. Um, uh a boy's life a boy's life this boy's life a boy's life something I remember. i'm sure there's a
0: book called a boy's life Let's i'm sure that.
3: there is uh, I mean, um people. please um apocalypse now that's a movie oh, it's a book isn't it it has to be based on a book it's, it's based on, based heart on, on the darkness. heart
0: of darkness by joseph, by joseph Conrad. Conrad.
3: Yeah. Oh, Sorry, thanks, guys. <laughs> Come it's on, I, I think, I, yeah, I know. I'm just going to stop now.
0: So, okay. <laughs> well, look, that that brings you to a grand total of five points. Uh,
3: hey, hey, I, I tried.
0: Um, uh, I also would have accepted the the first one. I thought it was Anne Green Gables.
3: <gasps> oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and the amazing adventures of Cavalier and Clay. <laughs>
2: actually as have. Well. I have no A-books on my shelf.
0: Really?
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't. There's nothing there. Oh.
1: My books are in, uh, arranged alphabetically by author name, not title, so that does not help me.
3: Do you know something? That is really funny. I always, like, I'm a bit fascinated by people who I can never remember author names. I remember titles and stories. It's bizarre. Like I've never been, like, been this book by such and such. I always have to look up the author name. I I'm really... I don't know. It's really weird. That's how I categorize books, and i have always fascinated when you guys can rattle off all these people's names.
0: Everything at every every way of categorizing books on your bookshelf is fine and legitimate, except for color coordinating them.
3: True. Yes, I agree. I
1: just pissed Those off people. like seventy percent of our full,
0: our followers, Mark. <laughs> well, then my job here is done. So, um, so at the end of, at the end of the at the end of book fight, the scores are. Uh, coming in uh, third place is Ash with zero. Coming in at second place is Zia with five points, but she lost her title and got completely crushed by Liv, who hit a massive 14 points, which I think is a record. Nobody got that high, right?
1: Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't have done it without you
3: guys. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. If you guys didn't suck, I'd probably not win this much by this bigger margin. (laughs) All right,
0: excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today on The Weekend Booktopian. And thank you to everybody who listened to us. Um, The Weekend Booktopian is produced by Nick Lucilia. Oh, also special thanks to Matthew McConaughey for dropping by. The Weekend Booktopia is produced by Nick Wazillia. You can find links to the books we've discussed today in the episode description, or you can find them at booktopia.com.au. You can listen to all of our shows for free right now on SoundCloud and iTunes, including our recent episode of our Booktopia On series where we discuss the Booker Prize long list in depth and detail. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Weekend Booktopia. Until then, thanks for listening and never stop reading. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> You
3: can't help yourself. I love it.
0: Thank you you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, For all books featured in this podcast, and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au.